Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people discuss big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a wrestler with Oregon State University. He has a 4.9 star Uber rating, and he interns for his pastor. Here is Christian Robertson. What's up, man? What is up? Bro, this is the craziest situation ever. I might drop this podcast tomorrow because this is so... No- I've never seen anything like this. Dude, we're in the apocalypse. It's going down. The world's ending. I just want to say, Mom, I love you. Dad, what do you think of me now? Like, what's... <laughs> That's all I got to say. Bro, this is... I've. First of all, okay, I feel like... One, we missed this last week. And I just feel like with everything going on, this will be a great time. I have no clue what the uh, Bible verse of the day is, but I'm just going to pull it up and hope that it speaks to people because, like, bottom line, I believe God's in control of this entire situation. Um, so the verse of the day is James 4, 8, which says, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands. Hey, cleanse your hands, Cleanse your hands. Hey, man, that's biblical right there. <laughs> you sinners and purify your hearts, you double-minded. That was a little oh. convicting, but, um, dude, this is this is crazy, man. I was walking up and down campus today, and literally, that's all anybody was talking about was just the virus. And you know what? And I thought, like myself, I haven't been worried about it because it seems like we have come up with some new epidemic of some sickness, like swine flu, bird flu, yeah. whatever flu, Ebola, Ebola. Every <clears throat> like every couple of years. And so I was like, it's just another fad, like because people like to, you know. Yeah. And I still, I still, I still think we're making too big of a deal out of this. I'm not a doctor, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about, but it just seems like people are overreacting a little bit, you know. And may I have my own conspiracy theories about oh, this. Oh, we have the same ones, and we could talk about them too. Because I, I think it's election year, maybe. Oh and, my gosh, you know, dude! I was saying the same thing. One of my it's buddies. election year, and they want to drop down the market, dude. The Dow has dropped. I don't know what the Dow means, but I know it has something to do with the market. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, and it dropped like thousands of points apparently. Yeah. And again, I don't know what that means, but it's not good. I know it's not good. I know what it means for me as a first-time investor. Buy and low, Buy. baby. Buy, Buy and baby. low, baby. Buy low, sell high. Uh, no, I got to put some money in there today. Um, but no, this is, this is crazy. Uh, I've never, I do think, I do think a degree of it. One, I think, you know, we're being cautious. I think it's good to be cautious, but the fear as if it's like the apocalypse, I I think is a little bit too far of a stretch. Um, I, and I do think, you know, you're right election year. I think, um, you know, we both know just from like the last election, like the media cannot be trusted. Uh, yeah. And I think there's a degree, um, you know, of the media that, you know, I think they're playing into it. I think they, you know, Trump is definitely the person that'll take, you know, a lot of blame for this. And if they can, uh, what, however that would be, you know. Um, if they can do anything, they, they, they'll they try to do anything they can to shift blame towards somebody that they don't want in office. And, and I could 100% see that being a, like a, a reason for, you know, creating so much hysteria. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, dude, in my, my own school was canceled now. So wait, are you guys going to start like the wait? So you're on a semester. 
Yeah, so we're on it. We do it. Yeah, semester basis. You know, two semesters a year. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not like so. They uh, uh, spring break was supposed to uh, start technically on March twentieth. Like that Friday was supposed to be the last day of school. Okay. And now it's basically next week of class is canceled. And then I think so. It's like that week, spring break week, and then I think the week after that is canceled too, or something. Maybe even after that. And so they might even be canceling, like doing online classes for the rest of the semester, and nobody comes back. Uh, so are we going to Hawaii then, or? Dude, Honolulu? I what? I, I just talked to my aunt. So she lived. My aunt lived in Hawaii. Um, she lived in Kailua. So she has connections. Like she's going to talk to some of her friends out there. And there's very, ch- very high possibility that I will be staying somewhere for free. Dude. Let's get some cheap flights to Honolulu. They're all cheap. I right bet they're up. probably down to like 150 bucks now. It's right? ridiculous. We'll it was like 215 last I looked. Round trip. All right. Okay. I'm not gonna have this conversation unless you're serious, dude. I have probably like 40 dollars in my bank account. Okay, that's what seriousness is. Oh my gosh. That's look, that's. Look who's uh, texting me. Look or look who's calling me. Okay. Oh, it's Jeremy. Let me, what a loser. Let me call Jeremy. him. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me answer this real quick. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's your, uh, what's your, what's your Skype? Dude, give him a shout-out. What's your Insta? Oh, my gosh. Okay, never mind. I got to go. I got to go. I'm on a podcast with Gus right now. Make one. <laughs> What'd he say? I was like, what's your Skype? He's like, I haven't even made one yet. I was like, um, I was like, well. Bye. Bye. See you. Um, no, dude, this is crazy, man. I don't. Um, so my aunt, so I was talking to her. So she's a, a physician's assistant. Um, and she's like, you know, the biggest faith inspiration of my life. So so she has pretty like good discernment of like certain things like she can tell. Um, and she was telling me just like some stuff that she's heard and like kind of her opinion and, and what she was listening. She was listening to a medical podcast that like the people speaking were experts on the whole thing. And she was saying that, so the more mortality rate's pretty high. Like it's only like a one percent like death rate for people that catch the disease, mm-hmm. but it's so contagious that they've estimated that in six months, fifty percent of the U.S. population could have it, and over a million people would be dead. It sounds like a lot, but that's actually not that much. You cold-hearted son. <laughs> That is bad. That um, is bad. Well, I think the difference too is uh, the difference between like this and other diseases is that this is a virus and a virus like that's kind of scary too because it's and it's also not because like chickenpox is a virus. Mm. You, once you have chickenpox, it, you like you always have it and that and then you build up an immunity to it <laughs> so you never really get it again. Once you got it as a kid, you know, then you're actually it's, you know it's a normal thing. Oh, you yeah. got chickenpox. He's building up his immunity. So we get that you get this coronavirus and it becomes a part of your DNA. It's literally like that's how viruses work. That's why yeah. they always stay with you. Yeah. And but so maybe a good thing is after this, like once you have it, like then you might not be able to have any symptoms of it. I don't know. Yeah. Like after like 10 years. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't really want to talk about it all day, but um, it's definitely, you know, I, I think the biggest thing to do, man, is, you know, as a Christian, just trust and trust that God's got it. And I mean, me, like I, I came to terms with it today. I was like, you know, I'm feeling a little under the weather. So I went to the clinic and like, you know, they, they just told me, Hey, you don't have a fever or anything. So just go home and, you know, just stay away from people for a couple of days. And if you do get a fever, like go to the emergency room. But, but I was like, you know, 
if it's my time to go, man, it's my time to go. Yeah, that's good. So, Dude, I bet the emergency rooms are just packed right now. Everybody well, they told like, oh, me I got a fever. I'm they going in there. they told me they were like, uh, and I was like, you know, I just I just want to be safe, you know, because I interact with a lot of people. You know, I had, you know, almost thirty people at my house last night. I drive for Lyft and Uber, so I don't want to like, like if I got it, a lot of people would get it, you know. Um, so I just want to be safe, and they assured me like I'm good. Just you know, stay away from people for a little bit, but. um yeah, I was just like, hey, I, uh, you know, the worst thing that could happen to me is the best thing because, you know, if if yeah, I you die, I mean, you go to you you get to be with God for eternity. So get to see the Father, the Father. <laughs> you get to go to the church, the church of Iron. Go to church? Oh, I've been to church forever. Um, well, I tried I to I, I, I tried to surprise you today, but uh, so I I can't keep it in much longer. But I tried to get Jeremy on today. Oh yeah, yeah, and but we'll do it at some point. But uh, I miss that guy, dude. I'm gonna see him spring break. Honestly, no, now I'm gonna see him even sooner. I'm gonna see him really fast. Every day spring break, apparently now. I know, dude. Because I might like leave. Oh crap! I gotta call my dad. Actually, I gotta call my dad. Oh crap! I do gotta call my dad soon. Why? <laughs> because I gotta go. Like I gotta leave. Oh yeah, you don't have a car. <laughs> um, I don't have a car. <laughs> dude, I'm so. You need to fly to Honolulu. That's what you need. I saw- your uh, your mic's out. Your mic's out. Hang, hang out with your microphone. All right, I can hear you now. That's oh, it again. There we go. Don't touch that's it. Good. Just don't touch it. Get a better mic. I've told you ten times. Dude, uh, this is the best mic they had at Walmart. Okay. Okay. Well, it's not. Said, you're you're lying. State of the art. You're lying. You're lying. You go to Honolulu. I'm gonna hang out with your aunt for like three weeks. My aunt doesn't live there, so stop. That's what you said. No, I said she used to live there. She has connections. It's on video. Let's check the tape. Let's check the tape. Check. Let's Run it back. Run it back. Um, Actually, no. th- you know what? This is a great time. This is a great time to take an opportunity. Take advantage of an opportunity that has been given to me. Why don't you just give me one push-up just for the Oh my just gosh. For the fans, just for everybody out there at home. <laughs> you know, they can see this now, too. You only have you six. You only have six the- left. You only have six left. You have, dude. This coronavirus, man. You, you're really like ruining your chance of embarrassing me in front of in public. What do you want me to do? Yeah. So yeah, uh, Christian Barbell Robinson is about to give a push up to me that it's owed. You happy? You happy? Yeah. yeah. We made a blood oath. Blood pack. You look stupid in front of eight hundred million people. Dude, I so. <laughs> people out there listening i've called him he owed me 10 push-ups in total and i've and i've taken up on him up on that up four times now first three times was he, when he was literally driving in a car and i said i called him i face him i was like hey pull over get out of the car and, and what did i do push-up. and what did i do and you did i did it okay because i'm a man of my reluctantly word. i had to convince you for like 20 minutes you're like no i'm not pulling over you're dumb this is stupid i'm not doing that and then i was like come on Come on, be fair your word. Let's go. I just don't understand. Like, if I can't get you in class, why are you able to get me like in my office? Hey man, I didn't make the rules. I just thought of them, wrote them down. That's making the rules. I don't think so. But okay, like this is crazy. They just canceled, um, the like they just canceled regular season for NBA. Yeah. Uh, The NCAA basketball men's and women's tournament is friends and family only 
It might I'm just pretty be sure the, uh, the wrestling uh, tournament. Wrestling. So the wrestling tournament, which we're more involved with, I got to that last because it's the best. Biggest wrestling tournament ever. Biggest crowd to watch a wrestling event ever. 45,000 tickets already sold. Minnesota Vikings Stadium. And it's only friends. Or it's only family now. And that's a shame, too, Please. because teams are pulling I'm, an out. Iowa I'm an Iowa fan, and I think Iowa's going to take it this year. And it's just kind of it's just kind of sucks that uh, they're not going to be able to just revel in it, you know, like with the big. Yeah, I mean, hopefully Penn oh. State takes it. Dude, I know. Penn State, bro, like they can they still take it. fourth at Big Ten, and they're going to win nationals. I know. Those dude. are my boys, man. I trained with those guys. I lived with them. Dude, I broke bread with those people. It, it's, it, I mean, it's crazy, man. Like they're just, I mean, I think it's good though to be cautious, um, just because of how contagious it is. But I've, I don't remember, was swine flu or Ebola anything like this? No, I don't think so. And I think, I think also, I think because of social media, it's just, it's like it's grown into yeah. this big thing now today. Like if you compare swine flu and bird flu and all that, whatever, back then that was like I don't know how many years ago, but it's like. I feel like social media has grown exponentially every yeah. single year in terms of influence and just presence. And that's a big, that's a big, big part to play. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, the memes, the memes are hysterical. I love the memes. Are they funny? I haven't really they're been watching. So funny. I need, I, I can't think of any offhand, but they're, they're pretty good. I just got a text message for our wrestling, um, that we have a 9am meeting tomorrow. I really, I mean, I'm pretty much done with wrestling, so, but I'll go. Uh, dude, it's been a crazy week too for that because um, our coach got fired, man. Yeah, man, that's that's tough because I I I mean I only met Zaleski a couple times, but I liked him. Yeah, you know, he was and that good. just sucks for you guys. Yeah. You know? No, it's been it's been such a weird week because we found out Monday. Um, so Jim Zaleski, he's been the head coach at Oregon State for 14 years now. Uh, he was the head coach at Iowa before that. Three national titles as a coach there. Three national titles as an individual um, when he was competing, and uh, and yeah, he got he got fired. And and the way that works is when the head coach goes, they don't re-sign anybody else's contract. So we've you know our assistant Taylor. I'm sure you knew you met Taylor, and then Ian Miller, and then um, one of our volunteer assistants who makes money through the club, uh, Jason Lara. They're all gone. And the only way really that they're going to be able to stay here is if one of them gets hired as head coach or the head coach decides to keep them on, which has literally happened maybe once ever. Yeah. Um, so it's very right. So it's really sad. And it's just been a weird week. And then you pile all this stuff on, you know, people are pulling out like Ivy league just pulled out of the NCAA tournament. Um, which is crazy to think like, can you imagine being a competitor, like a guy that worked his tail off or like maybe even a senior, and it's like your first time qualifying, your last chance, and your school has decided that you're not going to be able to compete. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a weird time, man. Um, and yeah, my, my, my prayers are going out to this whole situation, um, just because it's like I've never seen it. Like I said, I walked up and down campus today, and all anybody was talking about was this whole, this whole uh, coronavirus. Yeah. And you know how it started too was people eating bats. Really? Yeah. I mean, is that official? Because I, I heard I'm, that's what that's what the rumor is. I don't know if that's well. Official. There's also a rumor that it's a biochemical weapon that got 
like released into the air. Did you hear about this? There's like a um, a big theory that this was because um, I don't know where it started, and I, I don't have enough information maybe to even be talking about this. But I heard a rumor uh, from multiple different people that um, it's like a biochemical weapon that they were experimenting with, mm-hmm. and it like broke loose in wow. this, and that's like what the whole thing is. Like it was actually like not even a natural virus; it was something that we made in a lab. Wow. Which is crazy. Go team. Man. Go team. <laughs> yeah, go. <laughs> well, that... I just love humans, man. We just do the most amazing things. That you backfired. Know? That just... Yeah, that didn't work out. That is quite quickly. <laughs> um, but, hey, hopefully... You know, I had a really tough... I had a final that I had to do really well on. I'm taking next Friday. Hopefully, they are just like, hey... Uh, everybody, everybody gets... Well, because we can't be like, in, they don't want yeah. like the proctoring stuff. Like, I just got an email about proctoring stuff. Like, this final, you have to get proctored and everything. And they're very cautious about that. And it's only getting worse and worse by the day. So, hopefully, they're just like, here's the code. Everybody, honor system, take your final. And, uh, you know, good luck with the rest of your life if it lasts very long. <laughs> so, hopefully, she just does that and I get to uh, take the test at my house and not cheat. So well, let's let's take this to an extreme scenario, okay? You know, what if this is the apocalyptic times and you know humanity is almost destroyed? Like there's like you know it's like you see those those movies where you know humanity's wiped out, but there's still like a couple pockets of, of resistance to life. You know, what what's that going to look like? That's going to be crazy. And then how how long do you think it's going to take for us to rebuild? You know, I don't know, man. I'll start my own colony and we'll build. Yeah. We'll just conquer little colonies around, and and eventually I'll be the mayor, and then the president, and then the dictator of the world. Yeah, dude, and we'll and we'll befriend the apes because you know, in Planet of the Apes, they're really they're yeah. really smart. Yeah, I think that's what happened too, dude. I bet the apes get like really really smart. Ooh, and, and then, yeah. Instead of like doing this whole clash with them, we should like be on their side. Like, is we'll, any, we'll, okay, like, seriously though, this strong. is okay. I know we're kind of joking right now. And we're going into fantasy land, which I love and I think is funny. But seriously, has anybody been like checking up on the apes to make sure, like, see how they're affected? Like, is this a is this a virus that like makes them way smarter or something? I know, dude. That's a whole other problem we didn't even think about. <laughs> are we the first people to think? Of... Oh my, we need to if call. You... We need to call the president. Listen here, if you are listening to this podcast or watching it on my YouTube channel, one subscribe. Okay, that's the most important thing you can do. Leave a comment. That is the um, most important thing you can do right now. The is most, subscribe there is the nothing more important right now than subscribing this to this podcast in this crisis. Absolutely. Subscribe. Leave a review. This is on Apple, Spotify, YouTube uh, now. Right, is your phone ringing? I don't know what's going on. And if this is if this is legit, if you think that maybe – let somebody know that the apes – that we need to talk to the apes because I don't have connections with people that study apes. Do you? I can be the ambassador to the apes because I'm pretty, you know, intellectually lower than most people. So I can, I can kind of speak their language a little bit, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like yeah. a four year old that translates for like the two year old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because like the parents, like, I don't know what she just said. And then the brother that's like four or five is like, Oh, I understood that. That would know, be no, you. He said, do you want the banana? And then that, that, you know, we're going to start taking over stuff. If you that don't would be stuff. you. That what do you mean? I finally found my place, my purpose. You're it's like it's like in the Bible when Mordecai's talking to Esther. He's like, perhaps you were born for just the time as this. This is you. Yeah. You're Esther. Is, it's biblical, man. It's it's uh, Pro- prophetic. 
<laughs> it's prophecy. Oh man, yeah. So if like if you know apocalyptic times, you somehow end up start running stuff, right? You're in charge, mm-hmm. and you got some sort of government going on. What's your rules, huh? What's your rules? You know, I'd like to say, hey, um, you know, we're gonna, you know, be biblically sound. We're gonna live this way. It's gonna look a lot like the church. And then when Jesus comes back, I'd like to say that's how I would run things based on God's law and His rule. But I also know I'm 23 and I'm hungry for power, and I. You know, probably just start shooting people that said stuff against me. I'd be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Oh, you don't, you don't like how I run the boom, done." Yeah, Gandhi, pull a, pull, a, pull a Solomon and be like, "Hey, I need this wife, that wife, that one right there too." Well, I'm Let's still, I'm still, wife. I'm still waiting till. Well, I'm, I'm waiting till I'm married. I'm a one woman kind of guy, so I probably wouldn't go that far. Um, that. No concubines? <clears throat> nah, no, I can't do it. Can't do it, man. No, sh- no shooting dice on the weekends. I might gamble a little bit. That's a little gambling, man. Play a little Texas Hold'em. Right? Yeah. I think, honestly, I think the Indian reservations would probably thrive because they're already their own, like, sovereign state. Mm. Nothing would really change for them. Yeah. So, yeah, we, but, yeah, I would definitely, um, you know, I think a lot of my teammates respect me. So, I mean, that's just a small group. You know, we've got a lot of, uh, you know, I lead a big Bible study. So, I think a lot of athletes would come, you know, follow suit. Um you know, I hope none of them get out of line and try to uh, try to take command from me. That would end very badly for anyone other, other than me. But um, yeah, I think I think I'd be all right. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, it ended up being like a Shakespeare play. You know, yeah, like daggers and stuff. And yeah, trying to secure your spot on the throne. It'd be I like think Game of Thrones. It'd be like Game of Thrones. Mm. Oh, dude, what if we end up like in a Game of Thrones type world? You know, I mean, not really with the dragons and stuff, but we got magical apes now. Yeah, really smart. I would get a. I would start, I would start like, you know, I got the forerunner, obviously I would start placing like, you know, metal sheets and stuff everywhere. I'd tank it up. Uh, I'd put a big turret up on the skylight, you know, the moon roof. I'd have some guns there. I would just stockpile on ammo. Um, you know, I'd buy one gun, come back in the store and be like, give me the rest. (laughs) Just hold up the store for the rest of I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. This is all, we're, we're setting up. This is all real, by the way. We're planning for the apocalypse and this isn't good. This is crazy, man. I've. Yeah, um, yeah, that's probably what I would do. You know, martial law, baby. Martial law, yeah, just go straight dictator. You need a little bit. You know, you know, you need some sound leadership in in, in dire times. You, know, you can't be all democratic about stuff. Hey, what do you guys want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? It's like, no. How about this? We're doing what I want to do, and we're going to survive. If you don't like it, then get out. Then get out. If you can't take the heat, then get out the kitchen. Yeah, you know? you cooking scrambled eggs over here. Yeah. You're going to have to break a couple eggs if you want to make a egg frittata. <laughs> Is the egg... Okay, anyway. Um, hey, man, when life gives you lemons, you make some Sprite. <laughs> you make cherry limeade. Cherry limeade. Cherry cola, man. It's been too long. Oh, cherry cola. Dude, cherry vanilla cola at a movie? <laughs> Can't beat Get it. Damn, Are they closing down movie theaters now? Oh, they better not. That's just going too far. I got an AMC. I got an AMC gift card. I got to use soon. Oh man, dude, how pissed would you be if the world ends and you get to use that AMC gift card? <laughs> it was a gift too. So I'd be really upset. Oh man. And I got like a bunch of money in my in in my possession that I'm saving up uh, for the oh. computer. Oh, you're rich, huh? So Watch I'd be out, like, guys, you guys oh. got money over here. What if like YouTube becomes obsolete after all this? I know people are like YouTube. What what is that? 
Like, that was like, a thing where you could broadcast yourself and people would watch it. What? I feel like I'd be like a Mad Max type. Mm, I like Mad Max. Yeah. I never saw the original. I need to go watch it. Yeah. Well, this, is no probably, this is probably a good time. Honestly, I feel like that would be like homework for this. Like, just figure yeah. out like what you're going to do. What are these guys doing? <laughs> My, uh, everybody, every teacher is just like, hey, for homework, watch Mad Max. Uh-huh. <laughs> to prepare. This is what we're going to do. Here's a saw. You probably have about five minutes until that thing explodes. I think it's like we're also, as humans, we're so obsessed with this idea of apocalypse, too. Because if you think about how many movies have that have depicted that scenario of apocalypse happening and, and like zombies and stuff. And why are we so obsessed with the end? Um, I think because it's inevitable. I think a lot of people, um, you know, it's like the same the same thing. Like, well, f- first of all, it's entertaining. And, um, you know, it's like asking the question, like, what happens after we die? Like, that's just some, a question everybody's ever, everybody that's ever lived is asked. And so I think there's just a curiosity built into us as to, like, you know, how we would react or what we would do and, um, yeah. like, what's really important. I think there's just the desire in our hearts to know what's really important. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, to know, I mean, we know as an individual <laughs> level that, some set someday we're going to die. I'm yeah. going to die. You're going to die. And we don't think about that too often. You know, that's very, whew, that's a lot of existential angst. But in terms of like our, our race, our species just com- coming to an end, that's, that's a whole different level, man. Yeah. I mean, obviously I have my thoughts on that and how that'll work, but, um, we don't need to get into the book of revelations just cuz i'm not an expert and dude i need to read the red book of revelations cuz it's been brought up to me like like a million times in just this past month it's before. really it's really hard to understand and there's a lot of different translations and i think it's one of those books like there's books of the bible now that we don't underst- or that we understand that we didn't understand like 100 years ago and i think that just goes with like, like you know what? I mean, I can't offer an exit, but like just certain prophecies like that we didn't understand. Like the book of Isaiah was really hard for people to get, um, like when it was written and, you know, back then. Um, so there's just been certain things and, and I'm not an expert on it, but like the smarter we get, the better we understand certain things and like the more things are revealed to us. So I think Revelation is going to be one of those books that, um, like we'll start understanding better the closer we get to end times. Yeah, either way, man, I'm excited for the end times. You know, let's bring it on. I think it's a new opportunity to uh, to just kind of see, test our metal a little bit. Oh, Ooh, my goodness. Um, There's the meek shall inherit the earth, right? Yeah, I'm feeling real meek right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, you know, for the apocalypse and everything, I, I mean, there's, a, there's some debate as to whether, you know, Christians will, like when the rapture is going to happen or whether Christians, there's just like a lot of uncertainty I think God's going to leave the real ones down here. And he's like, okay, I need y'all to repopulate. And, this, you know, y'all, the strong will survive. So I'm, I'm going to leave a lot of rascals out, but I'm going to leave some real ones down here. And y'all can do y'all's thing and get after it. You know, in terms of not like, I mean, <laughs> I, mean <laughs> I mean, just conquer the earth again, you know, reestablish. Um, well, that's not exactly what you said, biblically sound, but we yeah, read the book of Revelation. Um it's Sounds like a good one. It's it's definitely like morbid obviously because you know, you're talking about like end times and it's kind of scary. But um yeah, it's good. I, I like I said I don't have enough information so I don't want to, you know, 
start talking about it too much, but my belief is that we'll be, uh, you know, before everything goes, like Christians will be, you know, brought up to heaven before, like the trials and tribulations start. So. times man what else is going on this week man we talked about coronavirus and end times and scary stuff anything anything positive is there anything positive going on uh uh <clears throat> dude they had chicken strips in the calf today that was pretty cool Ooh. and then you're like but we couldn't go in the calf because it was uh <laughs> covid19 <laughs> we got it what's 2319 no it's 2319 no, 23 23 we got a 2319 <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. It's horrible. Uh, okay. All right. We need to address this because I don't, one, I don't think our podcast was super popular. Uh, the last one, maybe because of the title. I don't know. Uh, two, because I, we're not very big yet. But we were way off with the women's fight. Dude, I know. I didn't even, dude, I'm there, such a bad there, like, there was some editing. Podcaster. There was some editing I had to do in that one. But, um, Basically, the gist of it was me and Gus were skeptical about women's fighting and, you know, we had, you know, advocated that we were just more interested in men's fighting because of the level of competition and the athleticism and, you know, just the physical uh, uh, gap that men and women have. And we were way off. That women's fight was one of the best fights I've ever seen in my life. It was insane. It was like every second something crazy was happening. It was the most strikes I think ever landed in a female title fight. It was it went all five rounds. You legitimately had no clue who won. I've never seen two people like beat up as bad. It was and it was crazy. It was unbelievable. I was watching them. I was like, oh my gosh, like their hands are so they are just such at such a high level. So I will admit I was wrong. Yeah, man, I, I'm I'm the worst podcaster for sports because I didn't even get to watch it. You know, didn't even get to watch the the show because my roommate was like, "Oh no, I don't want to drive to Little Rock or Hot Springs. I don't want to go." So we didn't get to go see the fights, and uh, but I think what I've learned is it doesn't always matter. Like we said, like dude, Yoel Romero and Israel Adesanya are probably the some of the most athletic guys and most like skilled mastered guys on the planet, the fight, not very entertaining. And it, I think it just matters with like, will, you know, when you see two wheels just going at it, like you said, just back and forth, you don't know who's going to win. It's just a, like just a dog fight. Yeah. You know, we love to see that. And the women, you know, they're very technical and skilled and athletic in their own right. Yeah. You know, it's just uh shout just hands, you know, I think, I mean, I, I think some of these girls are like tougher, like mentally than a lot of guys because mm -hmm. I legitimately, like I've seen more girls like get in arm bars and like let their arms get broken. Like the pain tolerance that women have, um, as opposed to men, you know, women have a higher pain tolerance than men do proportionally. And it's just like, it was really entertaining. And it honestly, it changed my perspective on women's fighting. I did. However, I don't know if you saw any pictures of Joanna and Wei Lee, but like Joanna's forehead was like out further than the bill of my hat. Like it was ridiculous. Um, like yeah, even I hope she's okay. Like I hope she's okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, nothing's come out. <laughs> nothing's come out since, since the fight, but I was concerned and because she just kept hitting her in the forehead. I was like, I felt like, like, have you seen, <laughs> have you, <laughs> Yeah, sorry. That was disgusting. <laughs> have you seen uh, 
the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. You know when Jack Sparrow's in the like the hull of the ship, like he's captured, he's like, Stop blowing holes in my ship. Yeah. I felt like that was how Joanna was feeling about her forehead. Like, stop hitting me in the forehead. <laughs> Hit me anywhere else. Please. Literally punch me. And but the thing is too, I was I was thinking about that. I was like, I'm glad for two things in this fight. Like going into my MMA career. I was like, one, I'm glad I'm a wrestler, so I can take these things to the ground if I need to. Um, so I don't have to take that much damage on my feet. And two, I'm glad I'm a heavyweight because I would be knocked out way before my forehead ever looked like that, you know? Yeah. These girls, like, they just don't hit with enough power to knock out or to cut. So, like, you just get these big bruises that. I Unless mean, you're Amanda Nunes. Yeah, she hits so hard. Dude. Well, so does Cyborg. Yeah. Amanda Nunes keeps her up. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Go. Shout out to her, man. Kudos. But yeah, the main event sucked. It was awful. Yeah. And I just think, I think Yoel Romero, like that's ideally how he wants to fight. The least amount of activity possible and just like scathe by with a victory. He has no desire to dominate. He has no desire to, like the only reason he, in my opinion, and I'm sure you've seen guys like this in the wrestling room, like, you know, they wrestle and they're so athletic. They'll win and lose by one point to everybody. Like, they could wrestle a national champ and lose by one point. They could wrestle a JV guy and win by one point. Like, that's just how they wrestle. They don't really have any desire to dominate. I feel like that's how – that's how, well, that's one how Yoel fought or wrestled, and that's how he fights. Uh, obviously, he has a lot of knockouts, but I feel like that is just because those guys bring him into the fight, and he's just willing to go – I mean, he has, just has a lot of power, so he's got lucky, in my opinion. Yeah. Especially watching this fight, I was like, dude, he just does. I could just like, I could see it. Like, I've seen it in wrestling. I know what, like, the mindset is, like, that guys have where it's just like, I'm okay with a one point victory. I'm okay with not dominating here. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it, I mean, it was a, it was a boring fight for sure. I, uh, I mean, just watching it, I was like, man, like, this sucks. And I don't think Israel yeah. did anything wrong. I just think Yoel is so powerful that he was, you know, very scared to, to engage and, very you cautious. know, yeah, it was, it was weird, mm-hmm. but, and then he, yeah, I'm uh, still just thinking about, like, dude, what am I going to do? I don't even know if I'm going to go home tonight, today, or tomorrow. <laughs> so is it like, or like, um, I'm really regretting taking online classes now because they're going to be like, nope, you still got to turn in all your assignments. Uh, but, oh, I didn't know the coronavirus, you know, it's messed up everything. Yeah. Well, the only class that I'm worried about is the one that I have to take a proctored test. So I probably am in good good shape there. Yeah. Yeah. I got to oh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta figure some things out, man. It's, it's a weird time. So MMA news, man. What's uh, first of all, you're a horrible fan. You offered nothing to that conversation, so I really I appreciate know, that. Uh, I I, I literally I had two monologues where I paused in between, and you had nothing to offer, and I was like, I was like, I was like man, I was like, damn, that's crazy. You're like, man, that's that's crazy, and I'm just like, <laughs> okay, well, I'll uh, start a new thought. I'll just carry. Hey, this podcast. you know what's important though is I'm I'm an athlete. You know, I competed in sports for a long time. I still in somewhat good shape. You know. I got I got some muscle on me, and so I've got experience in the field, and I've seen a lot of fights. 
So that, what was your, what was your, like, you can't just like make something up like with Yoel be like, so I watched the fight. It was super. I mean, all I did was say it was boring. I didn't like critique every, you just, you never cease to amaze me. And then you try to change the subject back to, I try to, I try to get off the COVID-19, the coronavirus. And you're like, yeah, man, this coronavirus, this just is, this is, this is just not, you know, this is just not what it is, you know? Dude, I'm like, I'm like the Joker who's like a dog chasing cars. Okay, I don't know what I would do if I actually caught one. Okay, I just, I just do things. Okay, I don't. There's no plan here. I, watched, I come to these podcasts. I watched scripted, no notes, and just things just happen. I watched that movie the other day because you told me you were watching it. It's such a good movie. You're an influencer. It's. Like, it's I am an influencer. I also know? went to. Have, I also went to McDonald's. Did you really? No. Did I tell you to go to McDonald's? Maybe. Why? Why did you bring up McDonald's? It feels so random. Because you told me to go to McDonald's, and I was trying to—you were trying to influence people on my podcast to go to McDonald's. Oh, that's right. I did say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to McDonald's because they are my sponsor. Is there any other new current events? Did you watch The Bachelor? Go get a Big Mac. I did. I did. You know, and I think that Jonah is too good for Jessica. What the heck you know? are you talking about? Stop. Stop. <laughs> Dude, Jonah okay, is let me, a real man. All right, let me all break right, this down for you. Let me break this down crap. for you because we're at 36 minutes and we usually go about an hour and some change. So let me just This break. one's going to end up short, by the way, because I actually have – I got things to figure out. You got about school? You got school? No. I got to figure out where – like people are taking me home. I don't have a car, okay? Wait, you wouldn't even – you don't need to do these things. These things are accessory – like – you you weren't going to do this before, so it's like you have a little added benefit in time, but you think now, oh, I need to do this immediately. It's like, no, you don't. Just calm down. Calm down. Take you a day. You try to like use logic and reason, and it's not going to work on me. You, okay? can't, you can't come at me with facts and logic. That's, yeah. Okay. Because facts do care about feelings, okay? so <clears throat> No, they don't. Um, so anyway, let me break this down for you. So just for all the viewers that know, the only reason I started watching The Bachelor was – and The Bachelorette was – I started watching a few episodes from the end because I had heard both seasons that there was a Christian, a standout Christian in the finals that was standing up for their faith. Luke P. in The Bachelorette and then now Madison Pruitt in The Bachelor. So, so let me give you the lowdown, Gus. We're going to discuss this and uh, you know, I'm going to bring I'm going to bring you into the world. I'm going to let the people know that I do not. I'm, I think it is the dumbest – thing ever but okay. i know i'm a minority in that view so uh uh yeah go ahead sorry so anyway so this girl so it's down to the last two girls what's her name jessica no it's uh so there's okay so peter's the bachelor peter madison rock is um she's like the christian she stood up for her faith she's waiting till she's married and then there's hannah ann who's like a model she's really pretty about all i know um so anyway, so Peter's down to these last two, and Madison tells Peter before the fantasy suites that if he slept with anybody else, that she would leave, like that she was not comfortable with that. She couldn't imagine being proposed to six days after he slept with somebody else, and he's like, okay, like, all right. So he sleeps with somebody else, and she, you know, she reluctantly stays. You don't think she's coming back, but she reluctantly stays. Um and receives a rose one of the girls he sleeps with leaves which you know is like wow that's anyway so she stays and so they meet the family the two girls meet the families and 
you know, Madison's expressing like, you know, how she feels, all this stuff, like that she's, you know, she loves him, but because of her morals and because of like, you know, the the stuff she, you know, is standing for, she doesn't feel like she can stay. She meets the families, the family hates her, loves <laughs> Hannah. Like legitimately, like the mom is like so hates her, loves Hannah, whatever. He ends up she ends up leaving, Madison ends up leaving, he proposes to Hannah. And then breaks it off with Hannah because he still has feelings for Madison. So then they do the live episode. Turns out him and Madison like are, you know, now in a relationship. He's broken off the engagement with Hannah, and they're gonna like start. And the mom is just like flipping out. Like she's applauding Hannah when she's like trashing on her son. And Madison comes out and she's like rolling her eyes. And like then they interview the mom. And she's like, yeah, you know, you just have to fail to succeed sometimes. And I know this relationship's not going to work out. And the son is like, mom, like, I love her. Like, why can't you just like, and she, and I'm like, okay, she's saying all these things to Madison. Madison's going to fire back. Nope. She's like, hey, you know, she just is super cordial, super nice. She's like, you know, these things were going to have to work out, whatever. And I can't remember everything she said. But yeah, the mom just was like going off on national television. Like, and so is the dad. And the biggest thing she's upset about I mean, legitimately, like, Madison is a straight and arrow. Like, she doesn't party. She's waiting till she's married. She has a profound faith in Christ. And that's changing her, like, Peter. Like, that's changing Peter. Like, Peter has said, like, I'm not as, you know, close to God as you are, but I'm willing to, like, pursue him more. Um, like, I'm willing to get there. Uh, I'm, I have had sex, but I'm willing to wait, like, with you. I'm willing to not party. So, like, he's making all these sacrifices and compromises and the mat, the mom is mad about that. So that's basically where they left off, um, which Hannah was not making him make any sacrifices or calling him to be, a, you know, a more integral human being. And mm-hmm. the mom, like, was super upset about that, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a lot. I hope you got it all. Yeah, I think it's just all fake. I don't <laughs> think it's real. I don't – I think it's absolutely like a fairy tale fantasy. Like, it might as well be a cartoon you know, might as well be Mickey Mouse and Goofy out there running around with, you know, or Tom and Jerry. It's just, it's just a farce. It's not real. It's fake. But I think it's entertaining. It's got a lot of entertainment value. You know, just like I like Tom and Jerry. I think it's funny. It's really entertaining. But at the same time, I realize that it's not real. And But I'm glad you get a kick out of it. You know, I can watch it and kind of, I guess, watch it sarcastically you know and just see i guess what they're presenting to me but i'm glad that you have something that keeps you going you know watching the shows like that (laughs) (laughs) will they will they be able to see the look on your face on the on the podcast if you drop this on youtube are you gonna drop this on youtube yeah i'll drop it on youtube (laughs) We'll be able to see your look on your face. That's funny. <laughs> I, I, I went into it. I talked way too long. And then you compare the show to Tom and Jerry. And now I feel so stupid. <laughs> and I'm sure everybody's like, wow. Like, you really talked for five minutes for no reason. 
for no reason. I explained the whole thing to you. I tell you about this. And I listened to it. And I listened to it. Madison, she's a good Christian girl. The guy's parents don't like her. You know, he was going to go with this other girl. Then they ended the engagement. And now they're together. And the parents still don't like her. And he's trying to go, go grow, grow closer in his faith to God with her. You know, Madison's super nice about it. And at the end of the day, it's a, it's a made-up story. It's so not it's, made up. It's real. It's just a preposterous. It's, it's, real, it's still real to me. It's like, it's like wrestling. It's oh like wrestling. Gosh. You know, like WWE. Yeah, like, no, no, no. Listen, 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 it. listen, 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 okay? The feelings they have are real. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> now, now, can the producers and people influence their feelings and, you know, kind of manipulate them? I mean, they take their phone away. They interview them. I mean, they basically gaslight people. So I can understand like, you know, and you're put in this situation where it's like super awkward and you're with a bunch of people and the only, you know, you're a guy, there's a ton of girls, so you can fall for multiple and then you're a girl and there's one guy. So it's like easy to fall for that guy. Cause that's the only per that's the only guy you're seeing. And I mean, it's very manipulative. So I, I'm not denying that their feelings aren't real. Uh, I'm not denying that real relationships haven't come from it, but I'm just saying like, yeah, it's a preposterous idea, but yeah, I think the idea, I mean, okay, let's say, you know, someone like presented me the opportunity to, is the batch, is the bachelorette the one where it's just got the girl, right? And there's a bunch yeah. of guys yeah. get the girl. Yeah. So if I had the opportunity to go on the bachelorette, I just, I wouldn't do it because I don't even like, like going to a, a function or something and every like a bunch of guys are trying to get compete for one girl or whatever. I don't even like doing that. I just think it's it's just not something that I'm into. What kind of, well, yeah, I would hope not. That would be a weird function. Obviously the T V show is like what kind of Well and, and the idea that it's like, okay, I'm having this moment with this girl and then I know like two hours later, you know, this girl is gonna be making out with some other dude and having some kind of romantic endeavor. And it would just it's just not something I I'm a fan of monogamy. You know, I, 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 hey, like. I agree. I agree. I'm just, I'm just telling you, like, I mean, so, hey, but would if, you do the show? I would only do the show if it was somebody like a Madison that was like, I'm not comfortable even kissing multiple people in this like same time period. I'm not having sex. I'm a Christian. I would only do the show because here's my thought is if I saw her walking down the street and I knew she was single, like, I would try to shoot my shot. Mm -hmm. That so, makes sense. So, um, so yeah, I mean, if I if she was, like, the next Bachelorette after this girl coming up, and, like, yeah, I would, and they gave me a call, yeah, I would probably take it. Just being honest. He's like, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Al Giardino here. Al Giardino. <laughs> Dude, remember when Carlos, that, he was like, Dude, I thought y'all just made that up. <laughs> I thought you got that from a TV show. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he is so. He's a horrible person. We should stop talking about him. Yeah, I'll just I'll just say this, and this is the only reason I watched The Bachelor because it's a very secular environment. It's not a it's a hostile environment for Christians, and um, you know, waiting till you're married and living that lifestyle is not a popular thing, and you're gonna get bashed on TV for doing it. Um, but I think it's cool, and I the only reason I watched it was because it was encouraging. For me to watch somebody take the same stance that I take, but on a national level. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that she's now dating Peter, which, you know, obviously I 
you know, I think, you know, you shouldn't date somebody that's on a different level, but maybe God's calling her to do something different. I mean, I think it's changing the dynamic of his life and is potentially changing the dynamic of other people's lives. And, um, you know, I think God can work in that. So that would be, that, that was a big reason I watched it was because I wanted to see how it unfolded and how God was going to work through that situation. Yeah. That makes sense. So makes sense. Uh, you know, it's interesting to see somebody uh, ridiculed for the for being a Christian for their convictions. Yeah, for their convictions, and you know, and you look at Christ, the Christian philosophy, and a lot of people have like this negative stigma towards Christianity, and I could see why because of history, you know, things that have gone down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you look at the philosophy of Christianity and the Sermon on the Mount, what what Jesus preached, it was like it's it's a lot of peace and love and, and taking responsibility for yourself and and taking care of your family and putting the things that, uh, putting priorities in place, like what's, what's the most important, you know, truth and love and mm-hmm. you're having a relationship with, uh, the divine level of consciousness, you know, i.e. God. Uh, it's, I don't know. I, I, it's, it, it's, it's interesting to see that it's bashed so much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like I've heard a lot of people say, like, I love I I have no problem with Jesus. I just have problem with uh, his followers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's um, I think they're missing the mark, though. What'd you say? I think they're missing the mark a little bit. I think a lot of times, but I think, too, it's it's really easy to ha- not have a problem with somebody that's perfect and have a problem with somebody that's not, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's the whole that's basically the whole point of the of Christianity where the book starts is like we're fallen creatures. Like we're all messed up in our own ways. We're all yeah. quote unquote sinners that do bad things, have like evil within ourselves. Yeah. You know? And yeah. and to base the idea of Christianity on terms of, of, of humans is not it's just not <clears throat> I just don't think it's reasonable. Yeah. Well, I think, too, it's also when somebody says, I, I don't have a problem with Jesus, I have a problem with, like, his followers. I think a lot of people are lying when they say that, too, because there was a lot of people that were advocating for Jesus to be killed. And I don't think the culture has changed that much to where they wouldn't do the same thing now. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I think it's, like, it's interesting, too. I was thinking about this. I was reading Isaiah, I think it was, like, 53 or something, and it had to do with some lesson plan. And it was talking about Jesus' crucifixion and how they like spit on him and uh, yeah, it's it's prophesying like they they tore and divided his clothes. He was yeah. spit on and marked and all. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about you know how we like it's taught that we can't really comprehend what sin is like to God, like how repulsive it is. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's kind of I think like whenever we sin, that's basically what we're doing to Jesus. Mm. You know, is is acting like those people, like in a in a more of a metaphysical sense, yeah, uh, than rather literally. But like that's whenever we sin, like this. So that is us. Like those people, like we think about, like we read, we read about that. We're like, oh man, that's so sad. Why would anybody do that? You know, and but but we we fail to realize like that was us. Like that was me. Every time I sin, that's me. That's doing that thing to to to, to Christ. Yeah, know? yeah. Like that. Like I'm spitting on him. I'm tearing off his clothes and calling him bad names by. By doing by doing sinful things, yeah, it's like really convicting to think, oh man, that's me doing that. Yeah, wow. well, if you think about like sin, you know, it's all, you know, trying to be Lord of your own life and saying that there's a better way than what God has and and, and truly God's being. And so every time you go and sin, you're you're cheating on God, and it's 
astronomically worse than any relationship where you could cheat on somebody. Yeah. And I don't think we, I mean, we're not, we don't understand that concept. Um, and a lot of that is because of grace. You know, I don't think um, you can't, I mean, when you're under grace, I don't think you're even built to, to understand that concept fully. Um, I, I think it would just, it, it would like, you know, the Bible says our sin is cast as far as the East is from the West to understand the fullness of our sin, I think would be, would be detrimental to us. I think it would kill us. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like to see yeah. how much it could possibly hurt God. Um, and, but you also have to understand like that, all that pain, all that ridicule, all that sin, like every bit of God's wrath was put on Jesus and he had to take it as a human being too. Mm-hmm. And like it, it did so much to him that it actually killed him. Like, cause crucifixion was supposed to last like a couple of days, like, not six hours. Like Jesus died within six hours of being crucified. Like that's supposed to be a slow death. Six hours is relatively quick, especially in the sense of that. Like what a big reason like his physical body died was because of how much pressure and how much wrath was put on him from taking on sin, like becoming sin. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 literally it's something that I can't even like you like I can't even imagine. I can't even I don't even have the right mind to be able to comprehend that event and in, in, yeah. in its totality. I mean, we, you know, we get a little bit, it's like, okay, that's our salvation like that. You know, we get the, the good news, quote unquote, yeah. but we can't, we can't comprehend it to its full extent. Yeah. And like I said, I don't think we're supposed to, I think we're just supposed to yeah. see that we have separated ourselves from God, but that Jesus has called to walk, called us to walk in new life. And, you know, gives us the Holy Spirit to encourage us and empower us to do that and, and leave that stuff behind. Yeah. Which is, you know, just like moving forward with everything, you know, moving forward from this, this sickness, this illness. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, profit off any of this, but um, like when stuff like this happens, man, people are looking for hope. Like when there's a global crisis, like people are looking for something bigger than themselves because when when tragedy strikes you find out what's really important Mm -hmm. and you know i know there's a lot of churches that are shutting down and like closing and like you know closing their doors but i would just encourage people like if you do know jesus if you don't know jesus like this is an amazing time to like see god's love because he is in control of this situation and and he does like know how this is this story ends and and i just think this is like like for me like i'm built up like i'm i'm ready to go like i want to go like, you know, Sunday we're having like a big watch party. Like our church is closed, but we're having a big watch party at my house, like live streaming the service. Mm-hmm. Like I'm hoping like lost, unsaved people come in and like, you know, have food and, you know, break bread with us. And like we have like a great exchange. Like that's my hope. That's my goal. Like that would be awesome. Like I hope people I've never seen before come into my home and like experience Jesus's love. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's powerful stuff. So, like, there's definitely, in this time, there's definitely ways to make it, I mean, there's just certain things you can't, like, that's not a, a normal thing that happens, and, and I think we need to take advantage of these situations. Obviously, obviously, it's a bad time, but a lot of good can come out of it, and just to sit at home and not let anything good come out of it, I think, would be a waste. Yeah, yeah. It's like we're venturing off into the, into the parts of the unknown, you yeah. know? Like I think I said this, I quoted Joseph Campbell in, uh, in the last, in an earlier podcast. It's like, you got to go into the cave to get the treasure. Mm, you know, the cave yeah. is the unknown. 
and the treasure is, you know, whatever it may be. I mean, that, I mean, the ultimate treasure is a relationship with God. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I think, yeah, I like that, how you had said this could be an opportunity for big things to happen in people's lives. I, I think it is, man. Like, I think, like, tragedy brings people together, and, and you, you realize what's most important. And, and if God's real, like, that's the most important thing. And, and that's just going to come out. I know it's going to come out. I know people are going to be getting saved in record numbers because of this, because they're clinging close to people that have an answer to something that they have questions about, that have a solution to an issue. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people that have maybe not thought about their mortality very much and are going to start questioning that and are going to start pouring into churches and pouring into people that know Jesus. And, and that's a really cool thing. And I'm super excited about that aspect of everything that's going on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I don't want to. Uh, I gotta, I gotta, I do gotta take care of some okay. things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but no, this has been an awesome podcast. Uh, I'll be more prepared for the next one. No so, worries, man. So we'll we'll see if we can get our special guest on. Maybe tell some NEO stories. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, Jeremy. Oh, that's a character, <clears throat> man. Wait, you guys wait see me, Jeremy. All right, guys. That is it for today's podcast. Thank you for being here on this beautiful Monday. Um, don't forget to go get a Big Mac. Don't get a Big Mac. Um, I appreciate you guys. I'm praying for you guys. Continue to pray for everybody going through the coronavirus, everything going on. Um, you know, obviously be objective. And uh, if there is any degree of hysteria, you know, just try to keep a, a level head and open mind. And, um, you know, pour into some good relationships at this time. But uh, if you haven't yet, go over and subscribe. Uh, get yourself some Acta gear, 15% off. Link down below. Go show Gus and myself some love on the Instagrams. Those will be linked down below as well. Josh Warden, the guy that opened for the podcast, uh, hit him up if you want him to do some work. But uh, Gus, you got anything else? Any any final remarks? Uh. Peace, love, and corona, man. That's all I got to say. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, it's been a great day. Happy Monday. But uh, I think we're done here. Bye. I think we're done. No, yeah. stop. I think we're done here. Yeah, okay. Let's put it. No,